Jesus, Phil, I've never seen clutter like this. I don't think anybody has. Phil, we're in the core. Okay, we got sisters. I realize that. You can't attack this thing from the south. We're gonna get rolled. Julia, I know you're upset. You you just gotta breathe. We both just, just gotta breathe. Cal. <laughs> I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. Hey everyone, welcome to the boot. It's the boot! We're recasting classic movie reboots, so Hollywood doesn't have to and really no movie screams classic to me more than twister that's right guys we're doing the 1996 natural disaster action movie mm. twister directed by jan debont jan uh, is it jan it is Direct- i think i don't know jan debont it is it's a french name directed by jan do you DeBont. think he's listening do you think he cares no he's uh, on a boat with that speed money um <laughs> <laughs> Twister, starring Helen Hunt, Bill Paxson, Carrie Elwes, Jamie Gertz, and the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. <sighs> Phil Cy Hoffman. R.I.P. I'm Brian Flynn. With me, as always, KT. Kate the... <laughs> <laughs> Kenna Trent. It's like we've never seen each other before. We, yeah, it's always like we do this and then we go away for months and months. Oh, yeah. People don't know this, but it takes years to make this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Guys... If you haven't listened to this podcast before, Ken and I will take our top five characters from the movie Twister. We will recast it as if the movie was being made today in 2018. Mm. So follow us along on that. But before we do that, we like to get into some reboot news. We got a couple of whoppers to get through today. Whoppers? Really? Well, two whoppers and one uh, chicken <laughs> nugget, I guess. Yeah, uh, we were actually just talking about this. We put this first one on our reboot news, and neither of us have seen this movie, nor do we know very much about it, but we're going to talk about it. it. You can't stop us. Halle Berry is at the center of a Jagged Edge remake. That's right, guys. Not the uh, R&B group of the 90s. Jagged Edge. Good reference. Was a movie, too, when you sent this to me. I was like, Jagged Edge, but can she sing? It's in the early stages of mounting a remake of the 1985 thriller Jagged Edge as a star vehicle for Halle Berry, directed by Richard Marquand from a Joe... Uh, somebody wrote this Joe Esterhas? <laughs> Joe Esterhas. The original starred Glenn Close, Jeff Bridges, and Robert Loggia, the latter of whom got an Oscar nomination. This movie... Oscar nominated. Somebody got an Oscar nomination for this movie. And the original, a San Francisco heiress, is brutally murdered in her remote beach house. Her dashing newspaper publisher husband is accused of committing the gruesome crime. He hires lawyer Teddy Barnes to defend him, and their chemistry spills into an affair. I love this last line that says the original was released when sexually charged whodunits were the rage. <laughs> They're kind of back a bit. I mean, like Gone Girl, Girl on a Train. A lot of girls getting into whodunits. Yeah. I, I watched the trailer for this literally 30 seconds before we hit record on this mm-hmm. podcast. It looked pretty good for... <laughs> it did. I, I was I was kind of intrigued. Definitely sexually charged with old Glenn Close. Oh, Yeah. In the 90s, Glenn Close was just. <laughs> Why was that? You made like a squid motion. <laughs> I've never 
I don't, I've never, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about this movie. I just, I'm excited for Halle Berry, you know, still getting leading roles. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of what she was in, and then I was like, oh, yeah, Gotham, a show I don't watch. Really? Oh, no, that's Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm going to cut this all out. <laughs> I was going to say, Brian, they don't all look the same. Well, she was Who on. Who could forget Catwoman? That's what I was thinking about. Oh, yeah, you say that. <laughs> um. <laughs> nope, that's my, the story. Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was on that like show, that. too, with um, uh, Meryl Streep's daughter, Extant. Yeah. And then X-Men Days of Future Past. Not a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, she won her Oscar and she was like, goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Oh, well. I'll only come back if I need you. So do you think you'll go see the Jagged Edge remake? <laughs> I think I'm going to go home and watch the original Jagged Edge. You think I killed my wife? Prove it. A murder so well planned. You want people to say, geez, you think he could have done that to his own wife? That it may change as many lives as it claims. We should make it a point to see all of these remakes we talk about. I can't. I don't have the time for that. <laughs> I barely have the time to watch the movies that we reboot. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe we'll just put movies that we know about as opposed to Yeah, these. maybe this is a lesson we're learning who, as we go. Who's like the audience of Jagged Edge? Who's like the, the fans of Jagged Edge being like, yeah coming back well it came out in 1985 so presumably people like my parents age mm. well maybe they're excited i doubt it <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on taika waititi's live action akira is still in early development thor ragnarok director taika waititi is still working on a live action version of akira both the akira manga and anime by Kachu here we go kachuhiro otomo take place in a dystopian version of Tokyo dubbed Neo-Tokyo in 2019 and follow the leader of a teen bike gang trying to save his best friend from the military when his latent telekinetic powers emerge. Various directors have been developing different versions of the movie, including the Hughes brothers and Jum Kolesara. Uh, Did I say that right? That's a Schwam? good question. J-A-U-M-E. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. These adaptation plans have ranged from epic two-parters to a modestly budgeted version starring Kristen Stewart and Gary Oldman, but they all fell apart during pre-production. Quote, I haven't really started to get my head around it yet. What I wanted to do was an adaptation of the books because a lot of people are like, don't touch that film. And I'm like, I'm not remaking the film. I want to go back to the book. A lot of people are freaking out. I haven't read the books. There are six giant books to go through. But the anime Akira is one of my favorite films. My mom took me to see it when I was 13 and it changed my life. End quote from the director. Um, so we were talking about this earlier. You have no idea what Akira is. No, that's why I wanted you to read it because you care. I care a little bit. If you haven't seen the anime Akira, watch it. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Same with the original Ghost in the Shell. It's phenomenal, okay. unlike its recent remake, sure. which was it was fine. But yeah, what was weird to me is I haven't followed the sort of history of this, but Leo DiCaprio has been attached to this for several years. Really? Yes. And so when I saw this pop up, it kind of caught me off guard. Like Attached how? He was the producer, and then I think he was going to star in it uh, as the main Honestly, character. Leonardo DiCaprio has been, like, attached to stuff that gets the world excited. Like, I'm waiting forever and probably will go to the grave waiting for The Devil in the White City to get yeah, made. I know, He's right? He's just, like, holding on to that. No! And Scorsese, right? Yes. But back to Akira, Taika Waititi is kind of strange for this. 
It's very strange. And I, I think he's a great director. And mm-hmm. his past work has been really great. Mm-hmm. But it feels wrong for this project. The anime has v- no humor in it whatsoever. Oh. It, in my recollection. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's but not I, like a It's fun very romp. dark. No, it's like very dark. Ah! You're going to kill him, Tetsuo. You want that? I want him more than dead. I'll split his friggin' head open. Just knock it off now. Shut up! Don't order me around! Hmm. It's more like Blade Runner. That's like the you closest I can. Incredibly boring and way too long. Okay, <laughs> but I'm like with cooler you. with like mutant <laughs> powers, but it has that same like dystopian future vibe. So I don't know. I, I don't know how. I mean, he says he's a fan, so I'm assuming he's going to take right. great care of this property. I just don't understand. I think maybe it's just like the success of Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I think people are like, "Hey, you cracked Thor. You yeah. got it. You got people to enjoy a Thor movie. Maybe you can take." <laughs> A stab at this. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to see it because it's... I mean, if he's a fan and he sort of has his pick of material right now, and he's like, I want to do this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm not going to see this movie, but I support him. Watch the original. Okay. (laughs) Or don't, I guess. (laughs) And then, uh, finally, Gabriel Luna is a new Terminator. Okay, let's... uh, We can finally uh, get to the reboot, right? (laughs) Let's not just... (sighs) Do we have to drive? Let's not just do a drive by on this insane. Why, why do we keep why Terminator we, reboot that's why, happening? Why? Like that's the reason we're doing it. They're not just making a sequel. They're a rebooting Terminator. Read it. Okay. So here's what it says. I'm going to say a lot of names that you won't know, and that's fine. Gabriel Luna is the new Terminator. Natalia Reyes and Diego Bonetta also set to star in Tim Miller James Cameron Skydance reboot. The Terminator was resurrected by Skydance's David Ellison in concert with James Cameron, who gets back a lot of the reversion rights to the original 1984 movie next year. So he gets control of it and he's like, you know what, bitches? I'm making another movie. I'm sure that's exactly what he talks like. No, he's like, I'm making four more avatars. Someone else do this. Stop. James Cameron, like, whatever you do, stop. So they already have some cast set up for this. Mackenzie Davis and Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming back, obviously. Linda Hamilton, David Goyer is writing the script. I mean, here's the thing. They tried a sort of rebooting sequel a few years ago. They tried two. But the Christian the most, Bale one, like, uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, but the most recent and then, one. Yeah, and the other one with uh, They both failed. Who's in it? Who's who's your boy? You were talking about. The, he played John Connor in the most recent Terminator Genesis. Guy from um, Chappaquiddick. Oh, Jason Clark. Jason Clark. I do love Jason Clark. Yeah. Isn't Jai Courtney in this movie, too? Because oh, I really like Jai Courtney, I too. Forget. Yeah. <laughs> but knows? both people who just can't seem to get a project that does well. Yeah, I, it's just I a don't disapp- give two shits about this. It's a disappointment every single time. He should have stopped after T2. T2 is... Which is a masterpiece oh of cinema. Oh, my God. So. Shout out to Eddie Furlong. Didn't he have, like, some trouble later on in life? <laughs> he line? had mucho trouble. You gotta listen to the way people talk. You don't say affirmative or some shit like that. You say, no problemo. And if someone comes off to you with an attitude, you say, eat me. And if you want to shine them on, it's hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. Are you excited for this? I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to see it. When a property is this big, I'm going to go see it. Did you see the other, the last one? Yeah. Was that one Terminator Genesis or was Christian Bale's? I think so. Terminator Salvation was yeah. Christian Bale's. 
Yeah. Which Terminator, he, Terminator like, 2 Judgment Day. that movie? Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Terminator Salvation. Uh-huh. Terminator Genesis. And now, new Terminator. It is really fascinating. I'm interested to see where they're going with this because it looks like most of the cast is Latino. And that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Terminator 1 set in Mexico. I might be into that. Why not? I'm just so... Can we get Robert Patrick back? Oh, man, I wish. I'm just so I'm so <laughs> bored with that. Okay, we'll move on. All right, so that's all the news to print. Uh, why don't we get into our cast? Kind of hit him with these rules. Okay, guys, you know the drill. This podcast, you don't want to listen to it unless you're sitting in front of IMDb, computer open, sitting on the couch. I'm just going to give you an option. Sitting on the couch with a bucket of popcorn next to you, get those greasy fingers on your keyboard, and look up some of these names. Because you're probably not going to know everybody we're talking about. We don't even know everybody we're talking about. No. And we're sitting here with our computers open like good children, ready to listen. Also, if you haven't seen Twister, which, wow, if you made it through the 90s without seeing Twister, stop this podcast immediately and go watch it. And then when you come back, we'll be ready for you. Um, Okay, so as usual, we have three rules our first rule, which we're returning to after a short hiatus, uh, no remakes, reboots, or long-lost sequels. We can't do a movie that has already been redone in the past 20 years. This includes franchises like... Terminator. Yep. That just pop back up like the plague with sequels every few decades ready to wipe out the world. Um, and we started, we added a little addendum to this rule recently just to make it a little more clear for us and for you. If a remake has been rumored for more than two years with no forward movement, we're going to call it fair game mm-hmm. and we're going to do it. No imaginary casting. Our dream casts must be made up of actors that are alive and working today. You know what that means? We can't cast Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie again. R.I.P. He died on a Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. Okay. I'll never, I'll never uh- forget that. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Every Super Bowl now, I'm like, let's Philip pour, Seymour Hoffman died. Let's X pour a, years a little ago. out <laughs> for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, and lastly, no tender casting. We can't just cast somebody based on how they look. We're not just casting somebody who looks like the late, great Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton. Or the not late, great Carrie Elwes. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Helen Hunt. Two Elwes movies in a row. Not in a row. I was uh, thinking about this before we uh, wrap up these rules. Tom Hanks, Carrie All West are now tied for the most for movies, the most we've, movies done. we've had to recast. And Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> we never recasted Dave Chappelle. In both of those episodes, we kept Dave Chappelle as Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Just mus- obviously. Mus- muscular Dave Chappelle replaces skinny Dave Chappelle. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to get into our reboot of Twister. No, that, that was a good size twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. See, now you've lost me again. It's the Fujita scale. It measures the intensity of a tornado by how much it eats. Eats? Destroys. Four is good. Four will relocate your house fairly efficiently. <clears throat> is there an F5? What would that be like? The finger of God. None of you have ever seen an F5? Just one of us. Yeah, so we're doing Twister. The five people we're going to recast are Helen Hunt, who plays Dr. Joe Harding. Bill Paxton, who plays Bill Harding. Uh, what an interesting relationship that is. Carrie Elwes, who plays Dr. Jonas Miller. Jamie Gertz, Dr. Melissa Reeves. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, Dusty Davis. There are a lot of doctors in this movie for the yeah. fact that it's a movie about twisters. 
Well, they're storm chasers. Meteor. Well, are they all meteorologists? Or are they like? I don't know because Bill is going to be a television meteorologist, mm-hmm. but he's no doctor. He's no doctor. He's no Joe. I have a confession to make. Okay, here we go. I did not see this movie in the nineties. <laughs> I've seen it before, obviously this, but it, it. I think I saw it in the aughts at some time. Hmm. I just think you missed out because, like, that cow flying in front of the truck was life changing for I think most people. I think this movie was like one of the first. I mean, Jurassic Park also, but one of the first movies to utilize CGI in in a big, big way. I mean, there are some iffy moments. <laughs> I have a question about the start of this movie. Okay, let's so, talk about it. Helen Hunt. Uh huh. She's a little girl. Yeah. There's a We know this because her mom says her name right. every other sentence. We get the news that a Category 5 tornado is mm-hmm. headed towards this family. Before you start, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever experienced a tornado? Uh, no, and hopefully I never will. Okay, Because they seem frightening. Because I have a feeling I know what you're getting at. Yeah. And I'm about to lay some knowledge on you. The news erupts. Uh-huh. You know, the news comes in and the dad is sitting there. He looks at the TV and goes... Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then, because I believe the news report says that it is currently, like, moving. So then he goes and wakes up his sleeping daughter to bring her into the storm shelter. They obviously leave the dog behind for what reason? Plot point. So they because get into the dog your, shelter. your child's life matters more than your dog's life. I'm sorry. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But basically, <laughs> like, they get in the storm shelter. The dog is late. And then... Helen Hunt's like, Dad, the dog. And so he lets the dog in. But then he has to, like, fumble with the lock and close the door. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, the twister sucks her dad and the door up and out of the shelter. Yeah. But yet, her and her mother, 10 feet away, are completely fine. Why did he worry about the door? Why didn't he just stay down there? That's a good question. He died for no reason. I think the issue is they're in greater danger if the door gets blown off because this is a weird circumstance where his greatest danger is that he's going to get sucked up into the tornado. In most instances, that is not the actual danger. The danger is the stuff flying around you that got picked up in the storm. Have you been in a twister? Yes. What's it like? It's scary. I mean, it starts out like a like a serious thunderstorm. Mm-hmm which is scary in and of itself. And then you're most likely going to watch watch like the news person tracking it go through all, like I think it's warning first and then watch. And do then you, once you know it's on the ground, you're like Do you stay in your house the whole time or do you go to the, you go to the basement, right? Or well, if you, do you have a shelter. If you go, I feel like shelters only really exist in like real tornado alley. Yeah. Um but if you don't have a basement in your home is you just go to like an interior room with no windows. Okay. So like a closet is a good idea. Here's the thing. The only actual storm like that that I've experienced in full um, happened while I was at school. Ooh. So. Probably the safest place to be. Mm. <laughs> it's a. Aren't, aren't like, <laughs> isn't every school built in like the uh, New Deal? My school, all my schools were yeah. built basically in like the New Deal era. So everything is like. Yeah, that's true. It's nuclear all made of like concrete entirely. Um, but no, it's scary. 
Oh, I bet. I I uh, I would never want to be in anything like this. So like the idea of what, them actively chasing them, like Joe Harding is the craziest person in this movie. She's like obsessed to, yeah. to like get inside one. Like what she expects her dad still being there, like flying around like, hey, Joe. I feel like you're taking this way too seriously. No, I, I'm not. I'm just like. Because her no- like, the notion is that when she understands the storm, yeah. she's going to find closure. Joe, the pack's wasted. It's over. What is wrong with you? We can still do this. And she does. She does. And it's really beautiful. Who do you got? Should you want me to go first? Yeah, I think Why you don't should I go. go first? I think you should go first. Okay. Well, so I did a little character blip about Dr. Joe Harding. I, I find her to be someone who's obsessed, but who like lives in a world where tornadoes seem commonplace. She actively pursues them. So there's obviously a sense of danger. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to pick an actress who I believe exudes like kind of that same curiosity and is currently playing a character on TV. Okay. That is, it's not the same, but it, it runs parallel a little bit. Okay. I picked Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld and True Blood and 13, a movie I haven't seen, but that's on her IMDb. And another certain movie about witches that may oh, come yeah. up a little later. I think that's a good choice. Thank you. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just think that she could play that kind of obsessed scientist trying to make up for the devastating loss of her early childhood and Mm -hmm. really try and, you know, she can't save her father, but maybe she can save other families like the one at the end of the movie with the Dorothy machines. This is the thing about the Dorothy machines. (laughs) Why did they need to go in the tornado? Couldn't they just like. Well, see, that was the struggle of all of their attempts. That, like, if you don't get it in the direct path of oh, the tornado. In the suck hole? Yeah. <laughs> he says that's not the scientific term. Cut him some slack. I just felt like what they could have done at the end, they could have done in the beginning. If they just, like, put them on little But they didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't have the... Here's a question. In this 2018 remake, will we see drones? For sure. Yeah. That's what sure. I was thinking. Not like, in, we would never drive into these suckers. Not in Joe's team, but uh, Jonas's, Jonas's team. Is, yeah. They got corporate sponsors. Is that good? Or do you want to keep talking about Evan Rachel Wood? I just think she's like, no, she's I think really she's talk, great. She's really I just, uh, captivating. She just seems like she could play someone who is never going to stop until her science succeeds against mm-hmm. nature. Bill, help me! Joe, she leave. No, no, no. Forget help the me. sensors. Help me! No, I think Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, Word. I think Evan Rachel Wood is great. Um, oh, I do really love every scene where Helen Hunt is like captured by the storm. I think it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's one thing that movies about like crazy weather give us, it's like great moments of like wind and rain. You know, because like. Obviously, Joe and Bill were going to have their big argument in the middle of a storm, and it made it so much better. I'm not like a super fan of this movie. You are definitely a super fan of this movie. This This is my girlfriend's favorite movie. It's so good. Um, But I, I just watching it, I was like, I just feel like there's not a lot of movies that feature weather. 
for me, I know that's insane, but like for many reasons, like production wise, like it's very yeah. expensive. It's also dangerous. It's also like complicated. This movie really activated every scene with just like torrential wind, crazy hail, ra- rain. Was there rain? I don't remember. But it gives this movie such an energy. Which it's, you can't deny. it's a bit of a gamble. Like we had Geostorm come out have not you seen long that? ago. I have not. Um, um, you should see it. <laughs> And it really is a bit of a gamble. Like, yeah. y- if you make the villain of your story weather, good luck. Yeah. Uh, okay, so for my Joe, I feel like I slightly aged the cast up a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Just because I was like, if, you know, Bill's going to be in his 40s, why does Joe have to be younger? Yeah. Am I right, ladies? Um, yeah, I the, the beginning of this movie is an absolute tragedy. She watches her father die directly in front of mm-hmm. her eyes, and she is a child. Mm-hmm. And so obviously I wanted to find somebody who could play haunted, who could play troubled, but who's ultimate, like who has made the goal of her life and the joy of her life, the study of the thing that should cause her the most fear. And so I wanted somebody really like tough and cool who can also be a little bit funny, and I picked Zoe Saldana. I love it. Okay. You know my feelings on Zoe Saldana. Me too. I love her. Great choice. How old? Uh, not that age matters. How old is she? Uh, I believe she's 40. 40? Yeah. I'd buy it. Down. I can see her definitely just like on top of pickup after pickup trying to like fix Dorothy. Or like, know what I love is that, that moment after Bill and Joe chase the first tornado and Joe's truck gets like demolished. Mm-hmm. And then fucking, ugh, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa Reeves, Dr. Melissa Reeves, this like <laughs> we'll talk about her <laughs> psychosexual psychologist drives up and she's like, "What kind of insurance do you have on it?" He's like, "Just the liability." <laughs> and then it cuts to them taking Bill's truck. We got full coverage on that truck. Liability only. Liability only. It's a very pretty truck. Thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> Don't even think about it. I can totally see Zoe Saldana conning her ex-husband out of his own truck. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great pick. Yeah. I think that's something, since we're moving on to Bill, that I really loved about his character is that... We'll talk about Melissa a little bit later, Mm -hmm. but there's just something so it could be the most dramatic thing in the world that this man is like planning to marry another woman and literally needs his ex-wife's signature. And but somehow they make it so charming that he just keeps like tumbling back into this scenario where he just wants to chase storms. Like it is the desire of his heart. It's so crazy to think that 24 hours previous, Bill Paxton was on his way to marry a different woman and was like set well, it's not on like a new they were life. On their way to the chapel, uh, but they might have been. She's wearing white. <laughs> she is wearing a white pantsuit. So there's nothing to say that they weren't going to legit get the divorce papers signed, go to like a city hall, file the divorce papers, and then just get married, and then right just there. get remarried. Obviously, there's probably a waiting period, but it's just crazy. Like, can you imagine? Could you imagine? I mean, hopefully this doesn't happen right now. Like, I don't want an earthquake to just like. Oh, boy. Could you imagine just like being in a natural disaster and then like literally hours later, your entire life is completely different? Like he's taking Isn't a new that job. What every he's- natural disaster movie is about. Um, No. What's the one with San Andreas? Uh-huh. With The Rock. Yeah. No, you're right. He gets back with his family. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, man, I was really taking yeah. everything for granted. I shouldn't have left. Speaking, I need this person. That's what it always is. Speaking of The Rock, if this was made today, he'd be in this movie, right? It would have to be blown up like 
10,000 times. There'd be like a like mega tri- tornado. <laughs> He'd have Jason a Jason Statham gorilla. would also yeah. be in it. <laughs> he would be simultaneously an expert weatherman. Also uh, a an green ex- beret. <laughs> um, He'd be able to code yeah, for some reason. Yeah, he sign language. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, let's get back um, to that. Okay, okay. So I feel like I went in slightly a different direction for my Bill, but I just liked him a lot because I think he's super charming and would have a lot of fun with this. I picked Joel Edgerton. Oh, that's really good. You're picking all my uh, all my faves, all my old well, you- casts of movies past. What? Yeah, Zoe Saldana I put in You've Got Mail. Okay. Spoilers for all the past episodes. Joel Edgerton was in Tombstone. Yeah, so? You're just combing through my picks. I just see them differently. Okay. So. Well, that's fine. I literally, I have someone you pick to. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Joel Edgerton, yeah, I love him. But why don't you talk about why you think he's good for Bill? I think he has tended to play really, like, tough roles, but he seems like a big softie. Like, I could see him being sort of, like, the emotionally connected, like, guy at the beginning who's like, I've moved on. It's time. I'm all business. And then you just, like, see him fall back into this habit of always going along with Joe's crazy schemes. I, I thought you'd be coming out here alone. I wasn't expecting on coming out here at all. You said you'd it's meet about me. about Dorothy. Dorothy? What about her? She's here. Show me. We built four of them. She work? You know what's great is every time he shows up at, you know, a site or something, Joe's team is just so happy to see him. It's so it's, weird. It's beautiful. It's so weird. It's like, it's like he knows he belongs with these people. And yeah. the whole movie, we're like, oh, I'm like bursting to talk about Melissa. <laughs> because we'll like, get there. The whole time you're like, this lady sucks. <laughs> this job is cool. <laughs> What are you doing, bro? But uh, <laughs> Joel Edgerton is a great pick because I think Bill has to be kind of sturdy. He has to be someone who he's Joe's equal, basically. They're mm-hmm. the only two he willing had, to yeah. run into a storm. She has like the the pure grit and will, <clears throat> and he has the instincts. Yeah. I don't think my pick's bad. I just kind of think it might be a cop-out, and I think a few of my friends who are listening to this might roll their eyes because I bring oh, them up every time. friends? Yeah. Okay. I bring them up every time. Because I, you know, but I'm going to. Okay. All right. I, I'm I'm using one of my Oscar Isaacs. And you hate your face. <laughs> it's just. But here's why. This is like why. There needs to be a sound effect. Pause for sound effect. Happy beats here, buddy. Come on. In almost every role I've seen him in, mm-hmm. he plays someone who is a believer in the thing he does. So like in Star Wars, he's basically like the, the face of the rebellion. He's mm-hmm. a believer in... Lewin Davis, he is a believer that, like, his music will carry him Mm -hmm. through his life. And when I was watching this movie, Dr. Bill Harding... He's not a doctor. He's not a doctor? No, she's a doctor. She's a doctor, okay. So in this movie, Bill is basically, you know, he's trying to resist. He's trying to, like, this life is over. I want to move on. I want to do something different. Within, like, 20 minutes, you know that he's obsessed. Mm -hmm. He's, He's obsessed. That's why I picked him. Hmm. But you hate him. But I thought you love Oscar Isaac. I, do, I thought you'd be charmed by this. I do love pick. Oscar Isaac, but not for Twister. Oh come on, come on, I'm Oscar just, Isaac I'm with his wind, fl- his locks flowing, <laughs> trying to just sl- staring with those 
don't use that don't use that vanity fair picture against as he, me <laughs> as he's like trying to like struggle against you know rushing in a tornado or saving his ex-wife's life like oh yeah i'm in i'm buying two tickets Look, I don't you know. don't have to agree. I don't know it's what it is. This pick. is like my this is like my twister instinct. Like sometimes it just feels right, and other times you you're you know what you love this movie more than I do. So you know may, this might be a square peg in a round hole kind of thing. But but he's great. Exactly, and Twister just is not... great. So let's put a great actor in a great movie. Wow. You know what? It's very hard to recast Bill Paxton. <laughs> That's also a self. You're always gonna go back to. You just can't recast the people um, we love. Anything else on Bill? Any other character moments? You know what the the moment? When's the moment? Do you think Bill turns and is like, "I'm never going to leave this life behind"? Because I don't mm. think it's the end. Oh no! It's de- like honestly, I don't think he would have after the first tornado. I don't think he would have went if he didn't plan on staying for ever. Yeah, I think it's like I think the minute he sets on sets foot on their base camp, he's like in, and as because, soon as he sees Carrie Elwes, he's like. Fuck this guy. Yeah. And Melissa is so freaked out after the very first incident. She's so freaked out. Oh he would not. He wouldn't have stayed if he didn't really want to. Speaking of Carrie L. West, Good should thing. we move on to Dr. Jonas Miller? Yes. Okay. Dr. Jonas Miller, played by Carrie L. West. Back Who, I mean, guys, Elwes. 90s Carrie L. West. Ooh, what a looker. He's a beautiful man. So what's funny is Jonas is supposed to be kind of like the personified bad guy. But Carrie Elwes doesn't really do anything in particular that makes him like a bad guy. It's well, just like he he does that thing where he's like, like stealing their shit, like he's yeah. stealing their data and their and their science and their you know designs. But the movie does do that thing where <clears throat> we're introduced to him in a way that I think is supposed to make us dislike him more than maybe if we just met him offhand. Because like Bill Paxton is just like they went and got themselves some corporate sponsors, <laughs> and I was no. like. First you of guys all, should get which corporation is sponsoring <laughs> Storm Chasers? Like, Second of all, today would probably be like Google. Google would be like, yeah, go find data on storms. They all drive around self-driving cars. Nobody even has to go into right. the storm. Um, but then when we meet him and we find out that he stole Dorothy, which was Bill's brainchild, which is crazy. How come he's not a doctor? Why isn't he like a doctor of engineering? Maybe he just never got his PhD. Oh boy, <laughs> that's so sad. Um, well, because they're always like, who's going to run the lab at the end? It's like, well, she's a doctor and you're not. So she's going to run the lab. <laughs> so, yeah. So when we meet him and we find out that he stole it, I feel like that's our like note that we're like, mm. OK, it's not just that they are sort of the sellouts that aren't doing it. What does he say? They, they're not doing it for the science. They're doing it for the money. Who is that, honey? Jonas Miller. He's a night crawler. We all start out in the same lab that Jonas went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. He's in it for the money, not the science. What money? Also a great question. But I just, I think they're setting us up to dislike him so that when we get the little tidbit that right. he also is just doing the super intense uh, science-y, special equipment-y version of what they're doing. We're so, supposed to be like, oh, this guy sucks. Yeah, and I, I'm watching it. I found it hard to hate Carrie Elwes's version of Jonas because he it never felt like he was really Really? He didn't seem like a little, like... He seemed like a douche. Yeah. Like, but other than that, I and then as huh. you know, once he dies, it's like, oh my god, that was horrible. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a horrible way to go. And kind of deserved it. I, so, well, y- yes. Um, 
So when I was thinking of an actor to take this role, I wanted mm-hmm. someone who could play it just a smidge more evil, like 15 to 20% more evil, but okay. still kind of be believable. You're like that, twisting a knob of evil. Right. Like, because Jonas doesn't think he's the bad guy, right? Every mm-hmm. good bad guy doesn't think they're the bad guy. Right. So I, but I wanted to pick an actor who could play it just a little bit more, but not give up some of the grounded okay. performance that Carrie always picked. Okay. Um, I picked Lee Pace. Oh, that's a good one. So he's in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 as Ronan the Accuser. He's mm-hmm. also in the Hobbit movies as uh, some elf. He's a king, yeah, the elf king, um, whatever his name is. But he's also a British actor, and he he has he plays a lot of these kind of like intense-looking guys, and I kind of wanted to put that with Jonas so so he could have a little more villainy to him, just a little yeah. bit more. But He's got a villainy look. Yeah, but still kind of play it. Um, like, what's the scene where he, like, warns Joe in the diner? Do you remember that? Like Where he warns her. You remember where they, like, stop? Where she's, like, where he tra- is, like, hey, where are you guys going? Is that what it was? I and thought it she's, was like, like, oh, are you trying to... That's when she realizes he's going to wait to see where oh, yeah. Bill goes. Yeah, but it, like someone who's not afraid to kind of like come in like a Trojan horse, like appear as a friend, but really kind of stabbing them in the back. Mm. You know, Joe, I don't know what the matter is with Bill. I mean, he's, he's, he's wacko. He's crazy. You ought to keep a leash on him. It's not my problem. He's yours. Oh, by the way, this storm's going to be a lot bigger than we anticipated. I got reports of mesos from Grant County all the way to Logan. Sharing information with me? No, I think that's a really good choice. Thank I think you. he looks like he just looks like a mean guy. Mm-hmm. He's done some comedy before. Mm-hmm. I say that because he was on one episode of the Mindy Project. Oh, really? But yeah. Okay. Um, but no, I think he I think he could absolutely be Jonas. He's also a little imposing. Like that's what I wanted. Probably yeah. kind of tall. Also, someone like when you watch them die, you're not going to feel as bad as watching Carrie Elwes die. It's like I felt really sad that Carrie Elwes was. I like, didn't smash like that. He was an idiot. You know better than to mess with the storm. We should make T-shirts that say that. <laughs> Bill Paxton tried to warn him, and he was a dumb, yeah. dumb idiot. Yeah, I mean, oh, his freak out after Jonas dies was just some of the finest acting. Jonas, what's your position? Oh, howdy, Bill. We are heading northeast, running parallel, and about to pull ahead of it on the left. Jonas, listen to me. This is not Get a off day. this frequency, Bill. She's shifting. Jonas, I'm telling you. Abby, I know you can hear me. Turn around now. Stupid. He's so mad. Who you got? I picked Adam Driver. Hmm. Let me think about this real quick. I love Adam Driver. Me love too. him, love him, love him. Me too. Um, hmm. Here's the thing. I, I particularly love Adam Driver when he's being a little more silly, but I find him very fascinating to watch when he is hmm. doing something that seems totally against his nature. Because from all indications, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. And you see that in his face. But then... When I think about not even like the Kylo Ren of it all, because uh, that's a little more like tortured than mm-hmm. this guy needs to be. I I think I could just see him being the more like haughty villain of Storm Chasing. Yeah, what do we call him? I mean, it just sounds <laughs> for some reason I kept relating it to um do you remember Brink? Brink? Yeah, the movie 
the Disney Channel original movie about rollerbladers. No. Why would I know that movie? <laughs> because everybody in the English-speaking world knows this movie. Anyway, I always want to say when I watch Twister that Carrie Elwes' team is like Team X-Blades from Brink. Okay. Um, who also had sponsorships. Um, but They're like uh, the villains in Mighty Ducks. Mm, different. Okay. <laughs> but since well, you don't know Brink. I'm just trying to relate which, to you on Disney Channel wow. movies. <laughs> I mean, maybe you were just like slightly older than the Disney Channel Whatever. original movies. You've never seen Akira. <laughs> don't make, I will, I will fight you. I think it's, okay, um, let's get back to Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I think it's a good pick. Is great. I would like to see him to play like a rival kind of running parallel. I just like him so much that I'm like, I want more. I would want more of him then than what we Mm. get of Carrie Elwes. We could always bump up the character, really flesh it out. I also like that he's a little bit younger than Joe and Bill because I like that added tension of like, not only is he particularly successful in the field, but he's made it that far at such a young age without having uh, the same sort of instincts that Bill clearly has. Right. All right, let's move on to Dr. Melissa Reeves. <laughs> let's I, just get this out there. Jamie Gertz's performance. She is acting her is fucking ass off. Off the rails. She's acting so fucking hard <laughs> in this movie. Every scene is just like, but, I'm acting. <laughs> but here, but would you agree, though, that in the scene where they break up, she is giving a really lovely performance? I'm going back. Good, good. You'll be safe at the motel. I'll see you in the morning. I won't be there. What? What are you saying? I'm saying goodbye. No. You know what? I I can't compete with this. I wouldn't even know where to start. Wait, don't do this now, please. Sooner or later, please. we ended. We both know that. Everything that happens during the storms very overacted. But that turn, that is so amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll give it to you. Honestly, I, the whole time I was just like, man, one, this character sucks. Why is she there at all? Why would you bring your new wife to go see your ex-wife to sign divorce papers? They, it was just going to be a stop on the trip. Oh, why... Why was she even near the tornadoes at all just because he couldn't? I would have, I mean, I don't know what I would have done because I will never be in this situation, but. You say that now. Bill should have just been, she should have been like, look, sweetie, I got to go do this. Stay in the hotel. I'll call you later. I just got to do this one last thing. It's just like everything about her was like, like even he was dismissive of her. Like when they go and chase, I think it's like the second tornado. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like waiting around and she's like bugging him about something. He's just like, why don't you go get some cold drinks? <laughs> He's just like, why don't you get the... Why don't you give us get us a beverage? Yeah, why don't you go get the drinks, hon? And then like all of a sudden, boom, tornado's here. They're off chasing and she's running out with two Cokes. Just like... Wah! And then she's but constantly... She, oh my God. It's like, she has to be there because she is the uninitiated audience's view into the world. Like right. when they're sitting at Meg's house and she's like... F five. What's an F five? Oh, and they're like, and they're, they're eating like steak and eggs, and you can just see on her face that she's like an LA vegan and just like <laughs> won't eat eggs or steak. And she's like, ew. But like, any Philip Seymour Hoffman is like slopping potatoes <laughs> down on her plate, and she's just like, ah, carbs. Um, <laughs> I, I'll what does say he this say about that the gravy is so good; it's almost a food group. Yeah, 
I'll say this about Melissa Reeves. I love the job that they gave her, and I loved how she w- kept talking to clients during mm-hmm. this whole thing. Loved it, loved it, loved it. <laughs> so anyways, is it my turn? Uh, no, it's my turn. Okay. And now I'm a little bit regretting who I picked because you're going to you're gonna say what you've been saying this whole time. I picked Kobe Smulders. Oh, that hurts me so bad. <laughs> Here's the thing. And this is something I don't think I fully realized until watching this movie is that this character of like the sort of dumb wife, the person who is constantly getting tossed around by whatever's happening and is constantly just looking around like, what, why, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Like that is such a specific character and it happens really frequently and it's mm-hmm. almost always a woman. Yeah. And so I was like, man, who's the most just like wife of the main character that I could think of? And I thought of somebody and then I was like, no, I think I would rather see somebody who could bring a little bit of comedy yeah. to it. Oh, Christ, I'm sorry. <laughs> Honey, I didn't think. You know, when you used to tell me that you chased tornadoes, deep down, I always just thought it was a metaphor. She kind of plays an over-the-top version of that exact character in They Came Together. Have you seen that movie? I have, It's a movie I, I bring up a lot in here. don't so remember maybe it you very should well. watch it. <laughs> Brian, I've seen it. Okay. I just don't well, remember she, it. She plays that kind of like she is dating a guy that she really doesn't love and she's very businesslike. I mean, it's a it's a trope, you know, mm-hmm. or a type. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I could see her playing it. And she could play it very well. I just love her so much that I I would never this in a million years want her to take her this that This 2018 character has to be written better. Even though, I mean, let's talk about this. Bill clearly has some mommy issues because Mm -hmm. he wants to be with a powerful woman, Mm -hmm. a woman with a title. Mm -hmm. He wants to be controlled. I agree. So that's why he tried to, he married one doctor and tried to marry another doctor. Okay. So I went a different way with this character. Okay. I I went. Did you cast a man? (laughs) That would have been great, right? Like he's discovered what an a new interesting <laughs> dynamic. He's discovered a new path for his life, and then a twister happens. He's like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> um, I was thinking about. Uh, I wanted to find an actress who could naturally bring kind of that annoying quality without being so over the top annoying. I know it sounds weird because we're literally talking about a movie about like. I mean, it's very important. Eight, eight, uh, eight twisters that do, do twisters do that? Do like eight twisters just set down in a day? It can happen. Okay. Like if they're going to happen in a cluster, I don't think it happens like this where they encounter like every single type of storm. Yeah. That is possible. Right. I don't think that happens. But um. so I, I want I wanted to find an actress who could naturally bring a dislike to this. A dis, you know, I don't know how to say it, but like, you know, when you she steps on stage, you're just kind of like, oh, OK. But she's a very good actress, and she she's played kind of characters like that very well. Who is such a woman? I picked Allison Williams uh, from Get Out and Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she appeared on the list. I think I ultimately decided she was a little young. Yeah, she is a little young, but you know, she steps on screen. You're immediately like, I don't like this person. Here's the thing about she's, Allison so she's Williams. She's really good. She's a really good actress. I never saw Girls because I don't like Lena Dunham, uh-huh. but I think I became fully convinced of her acting ability during Peter Pan. Oh boy, <laughs> Peter Pan live on NBC. I quit. I'm giving up. Um, in the main turn of get out yeah she is so flawless yeah i was like i don't want to ruin it in case there are still people who haven't seen it which wow Mm -hmm. you need to watch this great but she like the way uh i was just like oh okay i don't think i understood that she had what it takes yeah but she's good all right 
Should we move on to Dustin Davis? Yeah. Can we like play Let's, play a little song for? Yeah. <laughs> this Let's part. have a moment of silence for Mr. Uh, PSH. He is phenomenal in this movie. It's a very small moment of well, silence. We'll edit a little longer room tone. He's <clears throat> so good. This character is wild. Wild. Um, did you read the trivia at all? Yes, I did. Are you going to talk about how... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see his nuts in a shot. <laughs> well, not on the current not release. The current release but, but if you but had like an original VHS. Yeah. He like open, He's like spreads his legs toward the camera and he like wasn't wearing underwear. And so like an earlier... Rend- Classic version. Phil Sy Hoffman. <laughs> Okay, um, so when thinking about Dustin, um, I, I went a, a slightly different route because Philip Seymour Hoffman plays him as sort of this, like, he's kind of like a grubby, like, leechy, womanizing kind of guy. Yeah, uh, he's like a little gross, but a little fun. Yeah. The suck zone the point, basically, at which the twister sucks you up. I mean, that's not that technical term for it, obviously, but... I wanted to pick an actor who could play, like, the grossness in a different way, but still okay. keep that same fun. And it's a little older of a pick. I picked Ike Barinholtz. That's you know a that good is? choice, yes. Ike Barinholtz from Neighbors and Suicide Squad and very recently the new movie Blockers. He's a regular on The Mindy Project, and yes. he's hysterical. Yeah, he's so he's funny. He's so funny. He's so funny. Um, and so... I wanted him, I thought he could be great as sort of the wild card uh, storm chaser who's always saying, like, the weirdest stuff. And They're all saying weird stuff. They're all saying weird stuff, yeah. You have to insert that part where Alan Ruck, which, holy Alan shit, Ruck. Alan Ruck is in this movie, <laughs> is like, rabbit is good, rabbit is wise. Yeah. <laughs> um, People are so weird. Who's your pick? Um, I... Also wanted to go in a way, I wrote a lot of names down and a lot of names that sort of fit, but I ultimately landed on somebody who I thought could be weird. Mm-hmm. And I picked Caleb Landry Jones. Oh, yeah. Who I am a massive fan of. I think he's phenomenal. Also in Get Out. Yes. Um, also in Three Billboards. Three Billboards. Year. X-Men First Class. Mm-hmm. He is in an episode of Friday Night Lights in season five. Oh, interesting. He's in this great vampire movie called Byzantium that mm-hmm. like nobody has seen mm-hmm. but is phenomenal yeah um yeah i i think he's wonderful and i think he deserves more of a shot and i think he can be super wacky yeah he's great he's great yeah guys we did it those are our five for twister why don't we get to where does barry pepper go wiki wiki if you haven't listened to this podcast can i have which get Come on. Ken and I take our beloved character actor, Mm. Barry Pepper, and we put him in the movie. Where does he go? Kenna, where'd you put him? I put him as Preacher. Preacher? He's one of the guys on Joe's team. He's like the guy who's listening to like the William Tell overture. Yeah, Yeah. okay. uh, The older guy with glasses who who gets hit in the head with the tire wheel? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. Okay. I I have him as... Aunt Meg. Now Uncle Meg. <laughs> I gave him a juicy roll. Uncle Meg. Uncle Is Meg. he a giant shark? It's Megalodon. Oh, great Meg joke. Great Meg joke. <laughs> oh, that um, cracks me up. Yeah, I thought it'd be good to have uh, old Barry Peps be in the family. You know, someone... Um, someone close to the team. Kind of the rock of uh, Dr. Joe Harding. So that's where I put him. Plus, maybe he can cook. Maybe he's a phenomenal cook. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah. We wish we knew. Barry Pepper, if you ever hear this, so help us. (laughs) 
contact me on Twitter. Um, all right, Kenna, do you have any other tidbits or bit tits or? Uh... <laughs> no, that's not allowed. Anything else to say about the movie here? Two important country music things. Okay. One, Garth Brooks almost played Dusty. I read that. Which I so desperately wanted to see the version of this movie that had Garth Brooks in it. And two, there's a Shania Twain song that is in this movie when they're in the uh, little diner getting coffee and uh, Melissa's getting lemonades. And when I heard it, I was like, right, this song appeared on the soundtrack and Shania Twain's video for the song featured clips from the movie. Oh, right. Awesome. I love when they do that, when they're you, just like, let's cross promote the shit out of this. But it made like it didn't even appear that heavily in the movie. It just existed. But I, I love Shania Twain so much. I was like, wow, what a weird because I remember seeing this on TV at some yeah. point and just relating the two. Um, my last thing is I just loved when they finally get Dorothy up in the twister. Mm-hmm. The data is immediately sent and all the scientists are like, data, we have all data. Look at all the data here. Data's flooding in. Oh my God, data. And it's like, so what does it tell you? That it's spinning? Like what? what is- that was the funniest thing. I was watching this with my roommate and she was like, now they know it spins in a circle. <laughs> I kept and being I like, like, right. The immediate data is just, this is what a tornado looks like. Yeah, and it's exactly what you thought. The point is that they're trying to predict tornadoes, but uh, they just sent a bunch of probes into an existing tornado. So how does that correlate? They never explain it. They're just like, data. All the data comes. Hey, look at all this data. It's, it's flooding And now we data. need a lab, and now we're going to sell the information. Oh, we'll be rich. God. We'll be rich. Yeah. I thought that was a little weird, but you know what? Who cares? It's a movie about tornadoes. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of The Boot. Kenna, where can they find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your pods. Give us a search. We're out there. You can find us on social media together as this podcast at The Boot Podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram. You can find me on social media at Kenna Trent, all one word. You can find Brian on social media at Flynn B. That's right, guys. And if you like this podcast, please tell your friends about it. Please rate and please subscribe. If you like our picks, let us know. You know, hit us up on social media. If you think of a movie that we should be doing, you know, let us know and we'll... Uh, Take it into consideration. Yeah, but like, don't get too excited. Okay, guys, uh, that's it for us. We'll see you next time.